Hello and welcome to this week's Wolves Fancast. Richard Hobbs here for this week's show, and with me we've got the Away Boys. <laughs> Which I oh, feel like. Oh no, no, this is, no. Gonna, this is gonna be a thing now, eh? I think it is. Hashtag Away Boys. Yeah, just every time, just get a photo of the two of you. Because well, you don't travel together, no, do you? Mate, I think we need to half make that clear, I guess. We did say, I did say last night, because he didn't want to do it yet last night, and I was. I think, come on, let's do a selfie because my selfie camera's broke. And I went, look, oh, it's all blurred. He went, okay, I'll do. And then sent it to me, it was straight on there. Yeah. What was the other hashtag you tried to get going last night? Me? Yeah, you said, you mentioned someone, or was it Barrett? Someone mentioned a hashtag that we could start using. Oh, God. I must have been zoned out. Hashtag, hashtag away, boys. We're talking about hashtags within minutes <laughs> yeah. of the start. Yeah. Some of the last two games. So, uh, hello. I was going to say, Stu <laughs> and Alex, we've got with us today after our back to back away games. Hello. Hello. How are you both feeling after trips to Reading and <clears throat> Ipswich, then? God knows how many miles you've clocked up. Knackered. Knackered. Yeah. <laughs> Drained. Yeah. Not good to sleep. It's, it's a good job, also, in such great form, but at least for losing streaks over for now. Yeah. For now. The, <laughs> that's the only positive yeah that's the only that positive the only we've positive. got like I, I flip, we can flick through notes but the fact we haven't lost in five weeks is it 1.8 of 21 yeah take it take it that's all I'm saying before we get on to both Reading and Ipswich firstly news and I think the most not almost least surprising one of the week is um, super agent Jorge Mendes earning a cool 1.3 million from the Helga Costa deal. It's nice work if you can get it. Eh? He gets an all right life, I reckon. You know how much money he spends on Brill Creek now? Yeah, he's going to be <laughs> yeah. subsidised somehow. But now um, he's where he's taxable for him. Right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he claims it back on expenses. Yeah, I genuinely think he'll claim back grooming products as a business expense at this point. Well, it'll be image rights and all that stuff, maybe. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's good, it's, good work if you can get it. Yeah. And he does what he does and he gets paid well for it. And Helder Costa wouldn't be here without him. So, well, exactly. fair play. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's almost a bit odd because Wolves have been kind of immune to this kind of big agent culture I guess for large, ma- so large well, amounts of time that we know of yeah I mean, that it- I mean they usually do release the agent fees and Wolves don't seem to be noticeably quite high up it might be because we don't do lots of wheeler dealing if you know what I mean in the same way I don't know let's say Tottenham under Harry Redknapp where the agent fees were quite high and we buy rubbish most of the time yeah yeah, they don't. They don't tend to have yeah. representatives to pay. Like the nan or something yeah. comes in. Just, just Jim, who used to be a lawyer, preparing <laughs> lavender drops. Yeah. Kevin um, Dorn never had an agent, did he? Didn't he? No, I, I know Robbie Keane didn't either. Probably an Irish thing. Yeah. Well, they can't afford agents. They just don't like them. Just get the dad. Just get the mums to do it. Well. The, Doherty as well. You can't think of when his his agents been mentioned. There might, there might be something in there. Mm. But some they, of them have sort of PR management teams yeah, like that the, essentially do it now. I guess. Yeah, you know, they they do have a lot of family stuff though, like the brothers and things like that. Yeah, um, jobs for the boys, isn't it? At yeah. That point. Kelsey yeah. Club. Yeah. <laughs> Again, another hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> um, Cameron Borfoot Jackson. Lambert came out. I think it was yesterday essentially saying he's not good enough to be in the team. He claimed 
He was training well, but not well enough to force his way into a squad. He's not playing for a development team at the moment. They're pretty much doing, he's spending half his time at Wolves and the other half at Carrington and playing for the Man United under-23s. <laughs> when you say that, it sounds a bit ludicrous. And we can't really judge, I guess, a lot of it because he hasn't played in so long. But do you guys think he's being somewhat unfairly treated considering the current levels of left-back we've got at the club? I think, talent-wise, he's probably one of the best players at the club. Mm. Attitude-wise, it's it's the complete opposite. Um, I think in the last two performances, two or three performances when he was here, whoever that was against and when it was, I don't really care. Yeah. Um, he was he was just strolling around like he was pissed. And obviously mm. he wasn't pissed, but he's just like, well, I'm too good for this place. Yeah. There so, is a, I mean, even at, I remember when I was sort of watching him play at Man U last season, he did have an air of someone who was incredibly laid back. Yeah. His persona on the pitch, it sort of nothing really phased him. I was going to say, almost in a way, someone like Mesut Ozil, he just never looks bothered, I guess, and that must kind of give out a very bad impression a lot of the time, especially when your team's not doing well. Yeah, I mean, you can stroll around the pitch all you want if you. If you've got, yeah. if you still do the basics, mm. I mean, you don't have to be shouting and screaming at people. You can just kind of soiree around. Yeah. But he didn't do anything. He was <laughs> he was letting his mark. He's the the mm. guys he was marking. He's just letting them run past him, and he obviously had the talent because he, he did when he came into the team, and he he had he was man of the match. I'm sure he was at least once. I think his first game. I was remember his against first game. Burton, I think it was. He had a really solid game apart and from the way at Newcastle as well he, he was fantastic one of the best mm. players on the pitch yeah. and I think his last game was Blackburn when we draw on one and he was yeah. against Ben Marshall funnily enough but it's very strange that he, I suppose he has been sort of harshly treated but when you don't know what the ins and outs are and what's going on behind the scenes so yeah it's a strange one but we're sort of having a similar situation with Aaron Simpson of the under 23s yeah. he's on loan at Portsmouth He's not getting even on the bench, and now he's playing for Arms 23. So it is somewhat of the difficult ones with loans, and if they can't break into a team, there's almost no point in being here. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, they've got to look at it next year. If if this thing is happening more than, I mean, we can't be the only club having, having this. Yeah, we're put, they're we, bringing them had... back for the development team. They've just got to tighten this loan thing up. If they're not playing, just recall them. Yeah, and like I, I, you know, I've I've not got anything against Borthwick Jackson. I mean, I've seen him play a couple of times for Wolves. He's been solid, if not amazing, and he's probably a half decent Championship player. But if we're not going to play him, I'd rather we just get get him off the books, and we can actually mm. try and push someone through from uh, the development squad a bit more. I mean, when we had Des Landers come through last season, yeah. and sort of the season before, he was quite. Inspiring, you think, okay, he's got something about him, and then Zenga came in, sort of like banished all the youth team players. And then, obviously, we've had Cameron Borthwick Jackson there since the start of the season, sort of as that third, third choice left back, as a, as it, as it is. Mm. But I think Lambert just didn't really like the sort of idea of loan players. Like when he came in, he sort of got rid of Elder John, didn't want Texier. Oh, no, John. Sad. But <laughs> like he sort of got rid of Texier, Ola John, and then he sort of like banished Cameron Borfrey Jackson. So I sort of, sort of had that inkling that he just wanted his players here, not the yeah. other players. So and I think maybe it's got something to do. There's with always that. a level of uncertainty, and I couldn't imagine Bor- Borfrey Jackson wouldn't be here next season almost 
yeah. whatever, I guess. I mean, it's something bad if George Savile is getting yeah. ahead <laughs> yeah. of you in your position and it's not his position. So, yeah, very bizarre. More on that later. Who are we going to go for? Um, oh, no. <laughs> only a really bit of major news we'll discuss is an article that came out today about Jed Wallace who, as I'm sure you're all aware, is on loan at Millwall for a second stint. He doesn't seem to be too happy with the Wolves management staff at the moment, is it safe to say? He's thrown his toys out the pram again, hasn't he? Yeah. Um, he came back last year at Burnley, he got injured again. He'd done all right. This season, he didn't have a pre-season, did he? And he, he never really stepped up from his Portsmouth days. He's gone he... alone. Why don't we just shut his mouth, perform, Yeah. and he'll get noticed. There's no point saying, oh no, there's no Wolves... Wall scouts watching my every move, watching me have a shit of a morning. Yeah, they're not, they're not talking, they're, you know, there's no one giving me regular contact. I'm not, the phrase I didn't like was, there's, I'm not particularly bothered about calling them evil or something like that. Yeah, I mean, who cares? He's on loan. Why would, the, football, why would Wall's, pe- Wall's representatives be phoning me, oh, well done. Yeah. He's 23 years old, he's not a child. Yeah, like, surely, I, there's obviously sort of some level of need yeah. for like the communication with a, club and a player out on loan but concentrate on your football you even been how long People, has been there about a month oh, it would have been about January time wasn't yeah. it so yeah about two three months yeah so I mean he's obviously got a return date so they're not going to phone him up halfway through his loan when he's not going to be back saying oh yeah you're doing well well what's not. the point he's just going to disrupt him and it's, it's no benefit to him or us no it, you need to grow up it seemed a very odd I don't know, like, a very odd need for a press release. Like, it was a very odd interview by the sounds of it, mm. for me. Um, and he's very much at his level, I think, at League One. And he's been given more than enough opportunities at this level this season. Again, I've got nothing against him, but he's, at, he's not There were times when he, he did shine, I think, like Blues away, I thought he was fantastic. Mm. Burnley away last season, he was fantastic before he got injured. But like you say, he never sort of made that step up. Like similar with Nathan Byrne, like mm. everybody was sort of, yeah. you know, give him a chance. He's not really getting his chances. But when he was given his chances, he wasn't There's taking a... them. He wasn't taking them, was he? Yeah, I think. So I think we've sort of got that. I mean, if we do get relegated, I think Joe Wallace could do a job for us. But if we if we stay up, then he's... and we do keep Costa and Cavalero, I don't think he's a big loss, really. No, I think that's a fair point. I think it's a, a kind of. A consequence of signing players like him from lower leagues when you're mm-hmm. taking a risk on them, it's not always going to work. But if he doesn't work, you don't start shaking your mouth off because what chances he got yeah. now coming back? Even if we, even if the worst sport. happens, yeah. he's not going to be welcomed back with open arms now. No, it's very much kind of seems like he was, he's burning bridges and getting a move away. Yeah, deliberately. I think for newspaper put a bit of stamp on being yeah. these foreign signings coming in, but well, that's it is. I don't think he potentially get the team above Marshall now. Whether that's because Marshall's a Lambert lad, mm. I, I think, think that's going to be a phrase we're going to get. I, I think the irony is as well. I mean, if he was performing high at a very high level at League One, we'd probably be scouting him anyway. If it wasn't ours, yeah. And that's the sort of thing with Evans Landon as well. I mean, if he wasn't our player and he's playing as well as he is, we'd probably be scouting him anyway, looking mm. to sign him and taking that risk. So. And he's not been moaning and crying exactly. about it, has he? And neither has no. James Henry, who's not going to be back here. Yeah, he's he's not saying our oh, walls are not watching me and all this stuff. He's just got his head down a bolt, and they seem to like him quite well. Mm. Um, but with Ivan Sandel, 
he'll be back next year. He'll be in the starting lineup, hopefully, playing the way he has been. And regardless of what league we're in, and he's just done the right thing. Mm. He's kept his head down, played well for Sheffield United, kept his mouth shut. And he's got a string of performances under his game. He's probably developed as a player and a person with that experience, you'd say, because he might not have had that safety net as the club to kind of go running back to, like, Borthwick Jackson, in a way. And actually, no, you're there. You're staying there until your job's done. Then you can come back here. And yeah. I mean, I, I know with Ebanks Landell saying that he came back for a week under Lambert, didn't he? And just to be assessed. Yeah. Um, but by the sounds of it, that was to essentially say, keep at what you're doing. Go yeah. off, get the football and deep out and we'll assess it again. Because he got a new contract in that time period, lest we forget. Ebanks. Exactly. So he's obviously, the, they see his future here. So the, why not keep your on land when we've got yeah. other players in that role anyway? But the thing is, we've got to be worried about now. If Sheffield United do go up, which is looking quite likely, and he's a, definitely a fan's favourite, they've got chance for him and everything. If they get a bit of money behind him and then he likes it there, he'll want to stay there, won't he? Which we've got to be a bit cautious. Well, he'd be on a three and a half year deal anyway, wouldn't he? Yeah, I was going to say, we'd, we'd get a fair whack for him. Yeah. You'd be still looking for about, what, a million? I think you'd be looking at more, mate. Two I think million. a bit two, three, something mm. like that. For someone of his age, English, up there for player of the year. Mm. Not for them, just in the league team of the year. Yeah. Well, he, he um, sort of dropped off the last couple of games. I've been um, listening to that Wolves Academy. It used to be Conklin Stars when he does his loan reports. And he's only been getting like substitute appearances like the last sort of five, ten mm. games. So maybe that might be the sort of thing what we should be doing with Stearman, which we have done. Like, sort of phase it. Phase it. Because so I mean, obviously, so, I mean, in terms of Ebanks Landell, Sheffield United don't want to be in a position where they've relied on someone who's done them very well. Mm. And I mean, they're not top of the league, are they, as far as I'm aware? They're sort of pushing playoffs. But they don't want to be in a situation where they're relying on this loan signing who they can't get next season and they're trying to fill a big void. So maybe they're trying to experiment with different things then just to kind of cover themselves. I know you've got a bit of a niggle as well, so that it's probably a bit of both. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that that would make sense from their point of view as well. Mm. And but again, he's been on the bench. He's not saying, "Oh, can I come back, please?" Yeah. He's just got his head down and done his job. Yeah, you know, I think there, there's a a lot of short termism in football, I guess, for for players, and they think that if they don't play for two months, three months, it's the end of the world for them, forgetting that they've got a fifteen-year playing career. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It it, it, yeah. it it's daft and. It probably brings us quite nicely on to a Reading game, but someone like Roman Sace has had to wait his time to get back in the team for one reason or another. But the last two games, I think, have shown why he's probably going to have to play every game until the end of the season. He's just shown what a moron Lambert is. For He's been there the whole time. Yeah. And yeah, we, we've got to cope with him for three weeks. Is it, is it like on a bit of a classic rom-com where the man... <laughs> <laughs> you know, you can see where I'm going with this guy, Just he's noticed the girl all along. Yeah. The guy, the girl right next to him. They've been, yeah. they've been acquaintances for years. Yeah. And then they, they suddenly catch all these other cappuccino on a, on a cold winter's and, day. Yeah, I mean, they flirted with it before. Say it ain't Something so. came up. <laughs> say it ain't so. Yeah. There's the title. I was going to say, I was worrying before, and we wouldn't have one. You sort of like she, she felt somebody else in, in terms. He yeah. went to the African Cup of Nations, so we sort of like <laughs> yeah. with each other. And, uh... Like he fell for Lee Evans, but Lee Evans messed him about. <laughs> so, at the weekend, 
We Wolves lost 2-1 to Reading uh, with Jan Kermagant scoring just after half-time with probably one of the... It was one of those goals where you're only going to concede it if you're in a relegation dogfight. Two minutes later, Wolves responded fantastically by uh, Ben Marshall getting his first goal for the club. And then we did the classic Wolves thing of giving away a City free kick by Sace and Paul McShane, former Albion man, netting the winner. I, I was at the game, as I know you two were. It was a genuinely hard one to take at the end of the game. Because for a 20-minute period in that second half, basically from... Actually, it was more like half an hour. Basically, from their goal, first goal, to their second goal, Wolves played really well. Yeah, we were the better team. You know, we we had other chances. Um, Cody had an excellent chance sort of driving through on a one-on-one situation. We were creating chances. We were creating the space. But we couldn't find that killer goal it was it was one of them where first half was just a just a non-event again yeah and second it did seem like for a change they thought oh no we can't lose again and they actually pulled the finger out their arse and tried and it it was it was a great response straight away Mm -hmm. and then we were the better team we should have we should have won that game alone drawing yeah um but It's the same old, same old eight. We've got no strikers. Yeah, I think that that's it in a nutshell. I think Dicko didn't really have a sniff. He worked but he worked hard for the team. You can almost insert this from last week's show. Did he didn't really have a chance. There was one in the second half where he got played through, but it was based on a shot on the byline. If if Wolves had a genuine striker you do wonder where we'd be in this league table. No, even someone like Danny Graham. Yeah. Even if we had... Look at him, it looked like... No, he, he's a perfect example. Well, he's he's not about gonna... eight or nine. Yeah, he's had yeah. Blackburn, so... I mean, and it's, it's just ironic at the start of the season we were banishing the likes of Chris Chris Wood and um, what's yeah. name? Martin from Fulham as well. But there wasn't good enough. No, no bone lumps. Enough. Yeah. lumps we don't want them, they're not good enough. And then what Chris would have done about what 21, 22 goals this season. He's a top goal scorer, isn't he? Yeah. Martin's got about what 15 for Fulham as well. And we, we were just like, yeah, they're not good enough. We I can understand where we're coming from. We need to aim higher. But at the end of the day, we they're need champion, to aim at the right they're well, championship quality strikers and we're mm. a championship team. So it, it's just quite ironic, really. I was going to say, with the team that played against Reading, after the Birmingham game, Fans were demanding and calling for Lambert to make essentially wholesale changes, which were fairly warranted. Specifically, Sace to come in. Specifically, Sace and some of us in the back line. Yeah. Is it safe to say they weren't the changes we were expecting? <laughs> Bearing in mind the back back four against um, Reading was I author who hasn't played in six weeks. And he played really well, I thought. Yeah, yeah. I thought he had a great game. Williamson, who hasn't played since Stoke. since Stoke, who, again, had a good game apart from the sendings off, which I don't... Yeah, I mean, it It was too very much defenders' fouls. So you just checked them off. You didn't need to do the second one, but that was frustrating. Hawes came back in after his ban, I guess would be the right word for it, who I think... Everyone's a solid game, worked hard, and then left back. 
You know what? We're not. The thing about it, before we get to the. Uh, I mean, he has played there before, hasn't he? Yeah, he's seen emergencies. Before, yeah. Did anyone else do the thing when you saw the lineup? And I mean, because we normally they do get it wrong, don't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah sometimes. Like, like, David was in that deep holding midfield. Yeah. Like, we all and know some, he's not going to play. Yeah, there. and you know that the midfield was Cody, Sace, Edwards, and Marshall, and Costa, and Dicko in there as well. Was anyone else going? Right, well, is it he, could be lined he, up like this. Or is he playing Ma- the three? The yeah, three the yeah is, is Sace going, or is I all for playing there? And you're all just sort of hoping, saying, anywhere where Savile can't, Savile can't be playing left back at the moment. <laughs> to be fair, he was at left back, but he pretty much didn't really play at left back. I mean, that shot he had about what towards yeah. the end of the game, and I was like, what's he, what's he doing I there? I felt a bit sorry. I felt very sorry for him because for the first ten minutes, he was rinsed. Where, yeah, yeah, he, he it was rinsed. a yeah, and he almost didn't know. He doesn't know how to play the position, and I can't really have a proper in for playing in a position that he's not familiar yeah. with. But it's one of those where, especially at fullback, he was sort of sitting off a bit too much, trying to keep his position, so he wasn't playing anyone offside, but he was just inviting that pressure on him. As soon as it got to about half an hour park, I think he put in a bit of a big tackle, or he kind of made sure he made a clearance and went through the man as well. After that, he just seemed a lot more reassured, and he was happy to sort of pick up the ball and kind of push forward, I guess, a bit more. I mean, I don't think you can slate him for a bad game. Like you say, it's not his natural position. Yeah. He doesn't play. He didn't there, have. He didn't have an absolute merit. It's not like no, he got sent off like Williamson. And you compare the. He wasn't two, I guess. He wasn't horrendous, but there was a lot of times he was sort of getting caught out of position more than, more than enough. But like you say, you can sort of justify that with you. I think you might want like if you'd have played Dicko there, you'd, you'd think no, you know, it's not in yeah. position. Yeah, he's so. al- he almost gets a pass for it because yeah, yeah. I mean, to get a six out of ten, which you, I'd probably give him anyway, something like that. It was a solid. It, it was know, it was yeah. as solid as a player playing out of position can be. Yeah, against a team who were in the top. Five. I don't think sort of. Mar- I think Marshall again. He looked for the first again half an hour looked a bit nervous, looked a bit uncertain about where he mm. was, but then. I think again, sort of, there's a couple of points in the first half where we had the goal that was not a goal, which came from um, one of his set pieces. Which I think he sort of grew into the game. He scored a very scrappy goal, and pretty much since that moment, he has looked a different player. Yeah, well, I just don't get it. He's a natural right-sided player, but he's playing him on the left side. I, I think still he... get that. It's one of those where I think he prefers being a right footer cutting in. Yeah. But he'll happily play it right back on the opposite side. It's a bit of an odd way round of doing it. It was sort of like Foley, wasn't it? Foley was an out and net right back, mm. and then he got shifted to like left wing against Blackpool on the Monday night, yeah. and then he was pretty much a centre midfield when he was in the Premier I mean, League. I don't as well. know what his best position is. Well, it was like going back, calling Jarvis. Jarvis yeah. is a right footer play on the left. I mean, Jarvis was a bit of an odd one, though, because. He played almost like a left footer, and he kept his width almost yeah. as a left footer would. And Pardew was more the one cutting in and getting. Yeah, to get like he sharp, didn't do lots of sort of you say cutting in and sort of narrowing the pitch, which I think was always one of the weird things about Jarvis. Um, it's why he got sort of quite a lot of assists rather than goals. Yeah, I think well, we went to last night in a bit, but mm. he, I think in the second half. He looked like the player from his YouTube video. Yeah, he he looks like not the one where all the misses yeah, and they yeah, <laughs> and not was... the other video. Um, <laughs> yeah, sign me up. It was six years ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I think Marshall seems to be either finding his fitness or form. 
after a bit of a shaky start, could you refer to that as martial law? <laughs> that was going to be the backup title. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Well, he, in his debut, he was fat and overweight. There's no two ways about it. He seems to have gone from being fat to bulked up yeah. and literally scoring <laughs> a goal. I don't yeah. know how. But as soon as he scored that and he was driving at players and didn't really have much of an end product, I was like, he looks like someone who, if he goes face to face with a fullback, he's going to outmuscle them yeah. rather than he's not going to be able to move at all. He looks, yeah, he does look like he's shed his skin. Because yeah. he's got a snake character. Yeah. But he's, um, yeah, I mean, I think the other thing with Ben Marsh as well, not covering, and you'd think, well, someone who can play at the back, he was you'd, a bit strange. Be, yeah. Um, well, they didn't seem to have a solid working relationship, I guess. And But I think that the big, th- big thing again was Williamson because he, everyone he knew what they were supposed to be doing. Yeah, I mean, first it, half when we were a bit under a cosh, yeah. you could just see him talking his way through almost the entire team. I think that's why I offer and House had such a good games again. Yeah. Same as at Stoke. Um, with him in between them, like I said many, many times with yeah. like the under-21s, when you've got someone who's got a brain between them, yeah. in between the two players... They've, they know what they're supposed to be doing. Mm. Not like jumping all over the place like last night. They've got someone talking to them, telling them what to do. You had Cody in front of him through the second half. was a superb, yeah. I thought. Um, Sace, just class. I was going to say, I'm almost happy just, should we just go straight to Sace? And just <laughs> like, oh, just an absolute joy. He just makes those little passes so easily, doesn't it? Like, it's yeah. so effortless. Like, he'll just ping a pass. It's like the little sort of flicks he does as well. And, one part I kind of really enjoyed was we got a free kick on pretty much the centre circle. He had Williamson about 20 yards to his right, but Jan Kermagant was in the middle. Normally, if Wolves were in that position, they panic, look around and just hoof the ball, probably to the winger on the right-hand side. <laughs> Oven's gone. Um, all he did was he just clipped the ball over the top yeah. of... Kermagon and we had possession and it I love those two back there's a few yeah. back to back corners and he was trying to back heel them. Yeah. And then the next corner he'd do it again. He did yeah, he yeah. did two in a row. I was like, fair. Yeah, like, fair enough. He's got balls. Yeah. yeah. But again, sort of he was doing the breaking down of play, which you expect of him. It's just so nice to see a player so disciplined, like he doesn't go forward and mm. then essentially if the defence needs help, we're essentially playing a back three. Yeah. With the two centre backs and then he'll He just there. looks calm on the ball yeah. and he doesn't partic- He doesn't move the ball, let's say, as quickly as someone like Price in that position. But he can open up the play a lot more, and he's happy to look for a long ball if needed, and sort of try and get the ball straight out to wingers, which so I found. Yeah. Ball as well. He likes to get a tackling. I know Price yeah. does as well, but mm. to have that partnership, and we've been asking for that partnership all season under yeah. Zenga, and especially under Lambert as well. And it's bizarre. We're on what thirty six games, and we've finally got that. That yeah, partnership. It's I mean, just, yeah. Cody, again, he was a bit quite first half, but Cody does this thing, which I find a bit frustrating. You'll get pretty much that half an hour period, and he was like a man possessed. He was charging through tackles. I thought he was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Really honestly, it's great, but he doesn't seem to ever have that aggression or that mentality 
to do it for a whole 90 minutes sometimes, yeah. do you know what I mean? Consistency. Yeah. Who he played on Saturday was like when he was a, when he was a youngster when they compared him to Gerard. Yeah, you can see the comparisons. Like, I mean, for his chance, he makes a tackle on pretty much a halfway line. The ball bounces somewhat in his favour and goes forward. But he doesn't stop running and he keeps driving with it. And it was a good shot, to be fair. It was a good save. Um, I don't think you'd ask too much more of him. He struck it well enough. Yeah. And, yeah, like, I was a bit anxious to see what he'd be like in centre mid after playing so long at right back. But it seemed to work quite nicely. Yeah. It's almost like he's got more discipline from playing at right back. Yeah. That he understands more of his own natural role mm. than anything else. I mean, it seems to have sort of helped potentially shore him up defensively. I know he wasn't a bad Mm. He was not, he played for last season. He wasn't a terrible player, but just sort of goes unnoticed a lot of the time. Um, I think he's never been one of those players like you think. Christ, what he's doing on the pitch! Like yeah. he gets a lot of stick from some Wolves players, but well, Wolves fans, sorry, but they're the sort of players that expect every player to be playing like Zidane and Ronaldo. Yeah, and you think you know, be a bit realistic. He's kind of going, mm. Christ's sake, pay two million for him. But I don't think he's ever put in. He's always been that sort of player. You'd give him a six out of ten, a seven out of ten. And especially yeah. when he was at right back as well, he was never sort of. He was always horrendous. solid, and he's. He reminds me very much of Neil Embden, very yeah. very similar. Yeah, I'll give you that. Certain bur- certain bursts of games when he's superb, then he just mm. kind of fades away. Yeah, and he don't really do anything. And the same when he was played. Well, he, he played every position apart from left back and in goal. Day yeah. famously, um, and he, he'll do a job everywhere you want, but mm. he's I'm, never he'd never have a full game where he was superb. I mean, yeah. the f- first ten minutes a few. Passes he passed out for the throw-ins yeah. at the start of Saturday's game. You're thinking, Christ, hey, Cody, what's going on? But then again, he sort of had about 20, 30 minutes and then he sort of matured. Yeah. But I think that's, the, that's been the difference as well, being away. If they had been mm. at home, they would have been on his back straight. Yeah. The second time he made that same mistake, he would have, been, he would have gone into his shell because yeah. the, the boo boys would be back in force. Mm. But on Saturday, because there was... Well, I remember we were more than half thousand of us there. One yeah. seven, I think. Um, yeah. Something like that. I mean, no one got on his back, they just let him get out. And he grew himself into the game and he sorted himself out. Personally, and I'm sure um, Nike sort of mentioned it, I thought I have had a very strong game coming back. He seems to have matured, seems to have, you know, overcome sort of some of the stuff that's probably holding him back the last six to 12 months. That final third, he's got against the sort of the line mm. and cutting in like Doji does on the other side. He hasn't really been doing a lot of that. Sort of first half of the season to yeah. let, and he'd always sort of come inside on about the halfway line rather than just Bob marauding down, down. Was it somewhat um, for Savile to come in at left back and I often at right back? Doherty was dropped and then eventually came on for the last two minutes to play up front, which is a bit of an odd thing to think about. Was it a bit harsh on Doherty? I know he didn't have the greatest game against Blues. Do you think it was just one of those where he's played so many he needed, games, he needed a rest. just come out for a game yeah, and go yeah. from there? I think he well, needed a little bit of rest. Even if it was just half a game, 60, 70 minutes, he just needed that rest. He played every single game for C. Yeah, he, yeah. Had, he hadn't missed a game since December 2015. Yeah. Whether he's playing at right back or left back, which is, a, which, yeah, it's a good thing considering he's a defender, so he's liable for a booking. Yeah. He's, and he's been played in all for... cup games as well, hasn't he? he played yeah. in Stoke, I think he played in the League Cup games earlier in the yeah. season. And he's what, 24, 25, yeah, something like not... that? Yeah, he's not very old. Mm. But... So he's, and he's played pretty much consistently. There was that thing about him when he made, made his debut in the Premier League at Anfield. Yeah. And 
the few, first few years he was in and out of the team, but he has been there pretty much all, the whole time, yeah. the last three years. So you've got to... He's, he's he's, if someone deserved a rest, it was him. Yeah. And yeah, then he was all right. Like, he came back last night on the right. He was fine. Yeah. And I think... I don't think there's been sort of any bad feelings regarding any of the players being no. dropped. But I do think he's a better left back than his right. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. it's getting to that stage now. I think he, he literally can't cross with his right foot, but he's so good at again getting to that line and cutting in on mm. his right hand side, just trying to get a shot off or playing the ball through. And he's so good at that. He's probably I wouldn't say best in the league, but he's very good at it. Mm. But he cannot cross to save his life. So. Mm. And when you're playing that right back, when you need the right back and the left back, so essentially the modern wing back now, the guy get up forward and pretty much you're playing yeah. with two wingers, aren't you? Essentially, uh, he seems almost a bit more comfortable going forward on the left hand side than he yeah. does on the right, which is a bit odd for He hasn't played right back for what? Well, this season. No, he's barely played. Yeah. So he's uh, well, he hasn't. Be- he hasn't played there since Lambert took over, essentially, because yeah. Borfoot Jackson's been shunted out. Um, speaking of. Players being dropped or potentially dropped. We've had Bart, we've had Steers, we've had Doherty, we've had a lot of the cosy club, as Dave would say. Is it time for Dave Edwards to come out of the team? On Saturday, I would have said yeah. I thought he was last really night. Good. He was mm. really, really good because he was he was playing where he's supposed to be fucking playing as yeah. a number 10 not arsing around trying to not playing in a free on the left hand side yeah. or whatever yes but he was playing that number 10 role which he's very good at playing that, that number mm. 10 role so I don't know I think Saturday I think you'd need him it's, I think when you've got Costa and Cavalier getting those balls in cutting in the bar line I think he's going to be there those late surge runs mm. so I think Saturday yeah okay you could play him but I do get where he's coming from maybe he would need a rest because I mean he yeah. he's someone who's I can't remember the last time he didn't play a game and I don't like the word undroppable or anything like that and there's obviously a reason why he's in that team um, and why Wolves often accommodate him as well. I suppose it's the, the sort of father figure, isn't it? The role yeah. model. I mean, on Saturday, he was the only one that came over and sort of tried to interact with the fans. A few of us came over and applauded. But he came, he came he right came over. He came right over and he was like... He takes... He, in, by the looks of it, it was to the opposite yeah. side of me. Sort of, some were giving him some lip, and he was sort which, of saying, like, you could say, like, he was going, I'm trying, I'm trying, you're trying, yeah. And then obviously, Wolf runs a show and abuse at him, so you know, and a lot of things that actually that have kind of annoyed me as such in the last couple of days. That Dave Edwards seems to do quite a lot of the press conferences, yeah. And, you know, he doesn't seem backwards in coming forwards about coming out and speaking to Tim Spears or other. Journalist, by the way, it's not just t- mm. um, Tim. Sp- yeah, oh, Brittany. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, and it, it does take a level of kind of courage to do that. And well, he's, he's the oldest. He is, he is the father figure. Yeah, he's the oldest statesman of the team, and he's a pro- he's a proper captain. Not a mm. He's a proper captain. He takes it on the chin. He takes all the flack. He, he, you know, it, it's almost like he he's pe- had it for the vast majority yeah. of his world's career and. That thing that came out earlier today about he's tackling. Well, yeah, show. he. For those who haven't seen it, Dave Edwards has apparently made more tackles than anyone else in the league. He's made a hundred tackles um, so far this season. He doesn't quite have the most tackles per game, but because he's played, I think about two hundred more minutes than others, he's sort of just about yeah. on top. Hundred tackles, now, nine goals from midfield. One of the things that yeah, 
You look at that stat, you think that's that's brilliant. Well, yeah. I don't think how many other central midfielders have, have scored nine goals. I mean, mm. we've probably got the two highest scoring midfielders in a, t- in a team in the position we're in as yeah. well. I mean, uh, those two midfielders, Costa and Edwards, have scored over twenty goals between them, and it's just where we are. I mean, a lot of people give Dave Edwards some slack, and there are a lot of people saying, "Well, if we did have him in the team, we'd probably be a little bit, a little bit higher." And I could see where they're coming from, but. There's, there's some very vital goals he's got yeah and it's the whole thing well, what else does he do he don't do he need to do anything else yeah. mm. it's like saying oh well what, what does, does what, Price do what does Price do what does Say Say stay here on the halfway line on Saturday yeah or last night and p- people are people applaud him he's the best thing ever Price has been slated and ridiculed for not going forwards and it's exactly the same situation because he's a fancy for a name and he's a much better player anyway uh, yeah. let's just say that but the, the same arguments people were slating Price for they were praising mm. Sace. And it's the same it's like saying a striker, if you don't score, then what do you contribute? None of our strikers score. Yeah. And Ooh. Dave Edwards scores, tackles, he does everything, he runs around. He, I mean, yeah, he's not very good a lot of the time. He's not very but technical. He's not yeah. a technical player, but he contributes in his own way. And if he weren't here, we'd be in the relegation zone. Something I've been trying to articulate, and I don't think 140 characters are particularly long enough to do this about Dave Edwards. I think a lot of fans need to realise Wolves aren't actually that good a team. <laughs> and no, that, that's what it comes down to. A lot no, of the stuff we're not in the that last... good of a team. We're not that big of a team anymore. No, and I, I remember having a conversation with someone saying, actually, Wolves fans, genuinely, there are a lot of fans who believe we should be a lower Prem team. That's where we belong, 16th in the Premier League. That's yeah. where people, a vast majority of Wolves fans, do believe. do believe that that's where we should be heading. We're actually... And in truth, we are a middle-ranked championship team. Well, in, in my and our play and our players match that across. Mm. And you know, a lot of us is about every player needs to be dropped because they're terrible. I'm not saying we don't have bad players or we don't, but these players are in our team because they are flawed. If they weren't, they wouldn't be at this club. It's sort of the thing with the, the younger players, isn't it? Like, mm. are we all pros? Ronan and Bright and things, and they are good young players. I don't know but, well, yeah, Bright, <laughs> yeah. But if at the end of the day, if they're any good, they probably. I know we've got this yeah. A1 category, whatever it is, academy. But if they're any good, they would have signed for Man City. Yeah. They would have signed for Man United. I don't know if it's like with other fan base as well. If um, we're just sort of more aware of it because it being our own club. But the amount I cannot think of a single player who in that sort of team against. I oh, know Ipswich just got up in front of me, who I haven't seen get dogs abuse on Twitter. Mm. You know, you look at it. I mean, I'm not a massive fan of Keeney, and you know, but he's a Championship level goalie. He's gonna. He's not at that level. You got both up. They're almost there's Team Bodvars and Team Dicko, depending on you know who scored. You know, we've got one who hasn't scored in seven months, and we've got one who scored <laughs> once in a year and a half. You know, (laughs) when you put it like that, yeah. Actually, it it is very much like that. Wolves at the moment. I I know it's it's half because we're not doing very well, and no one's played well in February. It was like when we was in the Premier League, what four, five, six years ago. We were massively overachieving when Mm. you think about it. Considering, I mean, we done phenomenally well to win the league and win the league as we did. But like I say, we are mid-table Championship pushing playoffs, and we've always been that. I mean. I had my first season ticket 99-2000. Bear mind I was born in 94 and then we literally, we, we finished 7th, 7th, 8th, 7th. We got to the playoffs, 
we we were literally the I won our two season. I think we Albion pipped us. We lost again. Yeah. Muscat three to against Grimsby. Then we won the playoffs, and then literally when we came down from the Premier League, it was seventh, eighth, seventh, eighth, seventh, something like that. And then mm. we got Mick McCarthy came in, done phenomenally fifth, well. Then that we won the league yeah. the season after. Good seventh one. Fifth, yeah. yeah. So actually we've. Yeah. I know, so with Edwards in particular, because he has some very clear fundamental flaws to his game, he's not particularly gifted, he will do one thing, which, well, a couple of things. One, he will run around for a cause, and he'll cover as much ground as he can to make up for the fact he is technically very deficient. But he'll try and get on the end of things and make something happen in the final third, because actually that's, at the end of the day, where the chances lie. Yeah, and he'll be the first to say all this as well. Yeah, about himself. You know, I mean, we did we did an interview with him last season, um, and one of the things he said, which was pretty cool, um, he was talking about football manager, and he says he gets ripped from his mates all the time because his highest thing on uh, football manager is work rate. It's not any of the actual skills. <laughs> it's work rate. Yeah, and you're like, okay, yeah, and you know, he, he's probably more aware of it than anyone else. And I know the amount of abuse he gets. I can appreciate it on what a certain level that he has been stinking the last six weeks. Well, since pre- since the Barnsley game, hasn't it? Since yeah. that Barnsley game when he scored the two, literally was a second away from his hat trick. Yeah, he has been poor, but which other players haven't? Dicko hasn't mm, been. Yeah. Bod Varson's been poor. Dicko's been. Costa's been atrocious. Costa's been awful. I know he's sort of he's been ganged up on. Yeah. But Every single player, Price. Price has been. Price has had the worst player in his Wolves career. In February, hands yeah. down. But Price gets yeah. away with a hell of a lot. You try to look. I think Price could get away with murder. <laughs> well, he's he does what he does, though. He? And yeah. when he's asked to do anything else, he can't do it. Yeah. And that's that's what he is. If he yeah. that's why he worked last night because yeah. he did what he had to do mm. and let Sace do everything else. And then you had <laughs> Edwards doing running around. It worked perfectly yeah. last night. Yeah. And that's who it should be. And we kept a clean sheet, which we haven't obviously done in <laughs> months, literally. You know, you're looking at championship goal scorers from midfield. Wingers pretty much play up front these days. So, especially you, when it's a lot of teams play four three three, aren't yeah. they? Yeah. So, so actually, you've got someone like Tomins who will play anywhere across that sort of front three, I guess. But he is very much that kind of level attacking player. Um, you've got Kashunga. Right, thinking from Huddersfield. But he's pretty much a striker. He's pretty much it? a striker. Someone like Forestieri's an attacking he player. Anyway, doesn't he? Then you've got Dave Edwards on nine goals and Jackson Irvine of Burton on nine goals. And, you know, in theory, he's the highest scoring attacking midfielder in the league. If he wasn't here, we'd be, we'd be someone crowing out, oh, we need to sign him. Mm. We need to sign him, like everyone's talking about Forestieri, wherever he is a little bit of an arse. Yeah. He's a, a quality player. You need some. You need that you can't, mentality the only thing, to win. Mm. The thing is, when he's, not, when he's not, not in the team, you notice him more than when he is. Yeah. And that's the thing. I mean, I watched an Oasis documentary, Supersonic, last night on the way to the game. Mm. Superb, by the way. Two hours. I haven't actually seen it yet. Yeah, it's, it's class. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's all like audio interviews. There's no oh, actual right. video footage. It's yeah. like... Put the audio is put over like mm. archive footage and little drawings and stuff. It's pretty cool. But it's but, not. Yeah, but, but Noel was saying that he said we'll be the first to admit that we're not the best 
we're not even the best um, musicians in the country. Yeah. No, we're not even the best musicians in the band. Yeah. But together, we work. And that's the same with Edwards. When he's not there, you notice it. He's not the best player at the club. By a long stretch of the imagination, but... But there's a reason it, why he's there's there. There's a reason he's there, and there's a reason why seven managers have picked him. Yeah. It's because he's got character. Yeah. Always a nice looking. <laughs> one, one or the other. Who knows? Um, we've pretty much covered most of the Ipswich game, but... It was a nil-nil. It ended with a lot of winless, uh, losing streak. It was there for the taking. It was three. It was three points lost more than one yeah. point gained. You know, it wasn't even a two-point drops. Uh, it was really frustrating because you thought first half was dead. It was awful. First you half might, was one of the worst games of football I've seen. For you might as well have not been time. there. Like if you'd have paid your first ticket, you well, might as well have paid. What did I? What did I go and do in the end? I went to go and have a piss because I needed something to do. <laughs> three minutes left and I'll come back and that was just before um, when Doherty slipped and they actually had a, a bit of a chance but that was the only thing that happened in the first half it yeah. was just it was shocking and then you had a few chances Spod Varson I mean I've seen a lot of people now before Cavaleros came back sort of saying Spod Varson playing the right wing because a lot of the time when we're he drifts out to a right he's, he's drifting on the right and he's mm. cutting in and he's very good at cutting in getting to that ball line and sort of playing the ball there and we're very good at that. That's the sort of mentality and style we play. We run down the wings, cutting, pass to normally where Edward should be, but he's not because he's normally playing defensive midfield now. And there's nobody there. We we doing that. We done that Saturday quite a lot, especially with Iorfa. And we did it a lot last night. And then there's the one chance Bob Varsen where he's pretty much smashed it at the keeper. It's been ricocheted off the post, hit the keeper, and gone out. And there was one just before that, wasn't it? Mm. When he sh- David was just crying out, nobody on him. And he's passed it straight to the goalkeeper. Yeah. And then you think those two chances could have won him the game. Yeah, I mean, you think with that as well, you think, because Marshall, we don't even know where Marshall's best place, best position mm. is yet. I think he, this, I mean, Marshall is pretty much exactly the same, but nobody knew where Bird could play. It was the, is he right back? Is he right wing? Or well, playing on the left wing? And then he, he scored that goal against Leeds on the left wing, I think. And then he was like, but I want to play number 10. So I think it's, yeah. And then Marshall said he likes to play number 10 as well. So, yeah. I mean, you, you could, I mean, Costa, when he when he did come on, they were terrified of him. They were absolutely terrified. I say, that was something we did mention, that on the bench, we almost had a somewhat dream team in attacking options, which we don't really have. But Costa, Cavalero is now back from injury in the squad, and Dicko on the bench. I mean, he, might, he got them to warm up about... What, 55 minutes? They were warming up for over half an hour. And then we said, when they're going to come on? And I said, what, what did I say? I said, 80 minutes. And you said 69, didn't you? Yeah. Just, just 69, just to be kinky. <laughs> and then, yeah, literally, they were standing, we were in the corner, they was in the opposite corner flag, and then, literally, we were, we were getting excited when one of them moved, because they were literally just standing there talking. And we had the theory that they'd gone to stand up as far as <laughs> away, away from the <laughs> so they don't have to come on the pitch. And literally... I don't think Caballero moved and then Costa done a few kicks and we came out oh, there's one, two, three. Mm. But, yeah, and then we were thinking the game was crying out for just just one of those and then when, like you said, when Costa came on, they were frightened of him. And you think, the frustrating thing was you saw from the lineup, he went for the draw. He played for the draw. Oh, he played, yeah. And he, he went for the draw and he got the draw so, you know, in his eyes that was probably a win. But you can but see after 20 minutes... They were there for the taking and it was mm. so frustrating because if he'd have brought Costa and Cavalera on, we'd have got the one, we'd have got the win. Because they would have caused that trouble. And even he could have brought Dicko on, just a bit of pace. That's yeah, all just like, and, you know, I think that's something I've 
found out annoying in sort of a few recent weeks is we don't potentially change the striker quick enough in a game that actually we you know that game probably sounds a bit Bob Varson worked his socks off yeah. had a couple of chances didn't fall for him but I'm guessing he made himself known between Chambers Berra and Smith at the back after 60-70 minutes bring on a, bring on a different striker yeah, that, they something. changed Tommy Smith went off didn't they and he, yeah. he brought somebody else on so he changed the defence up but it was it was so frustrating and every Wolf fan could sense it and even the players could probably sense it as well but Lambert he was just oblivious to it and then he brings Costa on with what 10 minutes to go and the, da- the game's gone by then mm. I mean he comes on about 83 minutes and then the game's gone by then he's not been in what 9 minutes we've had in time. Yeah, we, we won the free kick which we only scored from yeah. because of Costa scaring him mm. and <laughs> You just think what's going through his head? I mean, he's clearly got troubles. The man. I mean, he's, I mean, he's, he's got all that. De- he was definitely sort of just what he wanted to end this losing streak, but he didn't want it to be a win in a way. It was almost like I he, suppose he saw from if we get four points from this game and Rotherham, and Rotherham it's fine. But if we don't beat Rotherham now, well, like, it's, it, or it's even, even if we go down by two points now, that game, yeah. He's done that mm. because he bottled it. You know, it's one of those where we will. We will. I think we will definitely look back at that game and you think you should have brought Costa on at least twenty minutes earlier, and especially. Why, Ka- I know. Ka- why have Cavallaro on the bench? I mean, he hasn't played in six weeks, so question marks over fitness. But if what? he's fit enough for the bench, exactly. Give him twenty minutes. It's nil nil. He's hardly going to be limping around the place, is and, he? If he's... And they weren't going to crock him. They did. They did nothing at all. They ain't gonna the usual mix mick way of doing things. They didn't do that. They weren't yeah. gonna go into jump into tackles. They were bored, and the yeah. crowd were bored. We was just, we were we, yeah. we came to the realization that he'd never see Warship down, which is a fallacy. It's shocking, but that's how bad the first half was. I um, love the idea of that's how the subjects can't go just in, within a game. But um, well, that's the thing because he came into my mind a bit shaky, rabbits in the headlights and all this mm. stuff, and then I thought, oh, rabbits, watch you down, and then yeah, you got and bright eyes and all the, the usual stuff. I don't know why you asked me anyway, because obviously I'm looking. Yeah, but it's a kids' film now. That might be the, the gap that we can kind of get into with the film thing. What kids' films? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was just. Changing subjects as we often do. That's kind of the film's kind of ruined for me because in my GCSEs, that the texture was from Watership Down. What is it? What do you mean? The texture? The book, isn't it, as well? Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, it wasn't like, it wasn't the scripts. No, like, no. Yeah. What is it about? It's about rabbits. It's an animated rabbit that film. That is literally all you need to know about, isn't is it? Yeah. 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 It'll be spoiling it if you know any more. I don't like rabbits. Last time I held, <laughs> last time I, last time I held one, I got a hold from it. So what about you got you got rabbit flu? Pretty much, yeah. Oh, I was <laughs> gonna say, what's your favourite rabbit-related film? Because you've got any sort of Bugs Bunny, Looney Tunes, Space Jam as well, haven't we? Oh, it's got to be Space. Who framed Roger the Rabbit as well? Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what I was gonna say. Yeah, I, I, I feel a Twitter poll coming along. Yeah. Yeah. Over Space Jam. Yeah. Who framed Ro- You've not seen Who Framed Roger Rabbit, yeah. have you? Obviously, when I was a kid. Yeah. You, if you watch that film now, it's a completely different thing altogether. Nah, Space Jam. Nah, I can watch Space Jam. I'm going to watch Space Jam when I get home. I don't think I've seen Space Jam for about 15 years. I think you said you haven't oh. seen it. No. Nah. I was going to say, like, that, that is Christ. not the stew I know. No, no. <laughs> I saw Space Jam at, at um, the Lighthouse. Yeah. Screen 2. When I also saw Jurassic Park. Yeah. What are the rumours about Space Jam 2? 
But there's been the rumours. Yeah, yeah, there's rumours it's going to be LeBron, isn't it? Yeah. Now, this happens every every five years when you get a new, new basketball. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's going to be a, a Steph Curry, isn't it? So. <laughs> and then there'll be um, what was it? Is it Nolding? Nolding, the um, British guy. Oh yeah, yeah. When he he was saying, oh, we could have space agency in Britain. You can't, though, can you? No. no. <sighs> yeah. But yeah, Cody was un- unfortunate to be dropped. Yeah, again, like. Go, yeah, I'm just, just trying to think of where we could go drag that back. So cheers. Yeah, Cody, I think potentially resting for Saturday. I can't see. I can't see Sace being dropped again. Well, well I don't know. No, yeah. you, you just never know, do you? I mean, he's been like, best two. Best I was going to say. Let, let me rephrase that. He will probably drop. He doesn't deserve to be dropped after the last two performances. But he probably will. But. But yeah. my mom, I text my mom the yeah, the thing because when he came up on Twitter, I showed mm-hmm. it around the table and we just just like we just yeah. shock and awe again. Thinking, what what is he doing? And she said, oh, he's just like he's just picking numbers out of a hat. Oh, it's like he, selection thing when Jack it was he's got the katombo the machine and he's spinning it right. Yeah, right. And who's starting in goal? Right, uh, it's Keenan. Okay. He's got he's got two names in there, yeah. of which I reckon probably both are Keenan. Point like, <laughs> oh, okay. not, yeah, yeah, yeah. like is it number one or number two? It's always number one. <laughs> and then he, he puts the defenders in. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> George Savile, how did you get it? I'm almost surprised the last, well, two games with Savile being left back. And he's not being terrible. In fact, he hasn't potentially put Hawes out there. Because mm. that would have kind of... That's how essentially he broke through the team, wasn't it? Because yeah. he would have played him at left back. You know, I don't know board. if it's Hawes sort of pushing, saying, no, I'm playing the centre-back role. That's my position. I mean, yeah. he looks fantastic next to Williamson. Yeah. It looks like a really good blossoming partnership. Yeah. But Williamson, I don't get Williamson. Like, his contract's up at the end of the season. With how sort of sporadic it's been, like, he's injured, plays again, mm. gets injured again. And then he's got his chance and then he gives away two stupid yellow cards and then gets sent off. You think, is he worth, really worthy Getting any contract but, at the end of the season. Uh, I said that a bit on Saturday. You wouldn't. He wouldn't have played last night anyway. You, no. There's no way he would have played Williamson. No, he was two. never going. He was never going to play two games. In yeah. Two so games. he's almost sort of thinking, well, oh, sorry, I'll take a yellow. Yeah. But, I mean, in that, he's, he's took a he's took a red card for the team in a way. Yeah. Because he obviously, I mean, we all know that he wouldn't have played last night. Yeah. Because Captain Marvel was back. Oh, he was. Oh, God, he was awful. He was, was absolutely. It, was it, was it, <laughs> um, you know, it feels harsh when I say classic Bart, but... He was worse than ever because... What was I saying to you? I was saying there's no communication and the amount of times him and House and Akeem went up for the ball and you're thinking there was no communication in that mm. team at all. Nobody is talking to each other. Yeah, and, and it was so absolutely With the midfield as well. Like Price and Sace would come in there and on Saturday, Sace, Williamson, sensible people... They, they almost played as a partnership, yeah. which was almost amazing in a way to have like two players sort of in different transitions on the pitch. They looked like every time that Williamson's got ahead, it was like, right, where's Sace? We can get the ball. Why wouldn't you pass to him? Because he's the one who's always in space. Again, if Sace was in trouble, he'd be like, right, I'll pass it to Williamson because he knows what to do with it. Yeah. And it was like last night. There was some of his headers. It was like he just stepped off the set of Lego Batman movie. It was just it was like his head was, was it just anywhere. It yeah. was just chiselled. It's like he's, he's made of squares. It was stupid. So every time he had a set piece or a corner, like <laughs> the way he threw himself, like he wasn't going in for the header. It was sort of like 
diving in, like <laughs> diving throwing, the ball, yeah. throwing himself, and you're thinking. And there's a few times he's threw himself into the into a player, and the referee just gives it a free kick to Ipswich, and you're thinking, what goes through his head? Like just gonna think, it's like oh, I'm playing football, I'm playing football, <laughs> like, oh, I'm running around like a little bit, like, football, football. And he said, yeah, he was awful. You know, he wants to get dirty. Yeah, I mean, there, there was just no communication there last night, and it was just so frustrating that nobody was talking to each other, and he just he just puts an element of fear into that defence. Mm. Yeah. And it, it's quite scary that he's the club captain and he was rewarded a four-year contract. Mm. And, and it's just... Yeah, it's... Oh, don't know. And it bleeds into everyone as well because you saw his name and you know what's going to happen. So the yeah. fans are already on edge when the ball's coming back because you think, oh, no. What well, going, going to happen It's now. only going one way. Yeah. It's gonna, he's going to let it bounce or it'll bounce over mm. him or he'll head it up in, straight up in the air or just hoof it out of play. But when, when you've... It's, it's like when you you have go, a gourmet meal on Saturday, and you have a dodgy Mr. Yeah. Sizzle on on the last night <laughs> yeah. from the nineties. It's still there, and they're like, oh, it's gone all rubbery. He was just he just can't <laughs> he just can't be in the team. Yeah. He, he he can't play on Saturday now, even if he's against Rotherham, and they are shit. They are absolutely abysmal. He's got to, he's got to bring Williamson back in the house. He's got to do. That sl- nicely moves us on to our game of the weekend. <laughs> yeah. So I thought we'd done this before. Yeah, I know. Cheers, cheers guys. <laughs> um, yeah, so on Saturday, Wolves will be playing Rotherham. Potentially the only team shit of a Wolves. <laughs> the only way. They are 24th in the league. They've got 17 points all season out of 36 games. They are 19 points beneath Wolves and off the drop zone. They've now lost five in a row. Five in a row. Haven't won since Boxing Day. Rotherham have worst away form in the league. Wolves have worst home form in the league. This is the very definition of a stoppable force meeting a movable object. That's the only <laughs> way I can see it. typical Wolves, isn't it? We grant them their first point. Or we grant them their first, first win. win. Yeah. It's typical like, Wolves. That's so Wolves, as Andy was saying. But it can't even be so Wolves because they are so bad. Like, honestly... They're the worst team in this league for a long, long time. Yeah. They're all, they're almost as bad as that Derby team were in the Premier League. Yeah. And they got 11. They're almost as bad as that Rotherham team from about 05, 06. They are... I mean, I can't feel sorry for them in a way. I mean, because... I do like Rotherham. They're, all, they're all quite an enjoyable team. Like they're a likeable team. Mm. But they're just sort of... That yo-yo team, they're not good it's enough like for the Brew, isn't it? But they're, good, they're too good yeah. for the one sort of thing. It's mm. just... I mean, it shows what Warner did from last year to keep him up. Yeah, and, but they're just they're just not good Look, enough. The whole club's in disarray. You, can, you know, it's it's a sorry one to see. I think, um, but we need three points. We are. This is I our don't biggest game of the season. Yeah. If this we do not win, season. he has to go. He has to be sacked from gross negligence because if it's not acceptable, you, you, we almost. It's not even. It's yeah. not even remotely possible to keep his job after not beating them. It's, it's not, did, like I say, he set out with a game plan to get four points from these two games. And yeah. if he doesn't mm. get four points, I, I agree with you, he's got to go. But the thing is, is it too late? I don't even well, care. Because he, it'll be too toxic after that. Because not beating Rotherham at home, who are so bad, what's going to happen then? We've got, what, four, five home games left? Yeah. I Against, what, what Andy said in the group chat the other day, this if we don't beat them, that'll turn like Burnley away. Burnley at home yeah. a few years ago when they got relegated. It will turn nasty. Mm. It you will could turn get, nasty. You could just get 
throw the money at it and just get Rowett. I mean, we say Rowett because that's the obvious one, but mm-hmm. just someone till the end of the season. Because if we lose against them, it's going to be toxic for the rest of the season and we don't. Can you imagine? It's nil-nil, the 89th minute. Everyone's on, everyone's on the back of the team, the manager, the club. Dave Edwards pops up with the winner. <laughs> Honestly, you can write it. I'm I'd, like, I'd like Saints to score. I'd always like Saints to score because I'd imagine what his celebration would be. I just reckon he wouldn't tell. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I reckon I just turn around and walk off. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah. I don't care. But team for Saturday, would you almost go for? I just don't know. I mean, it's Akimi in goal. I think then it's, be, I think it's genuinely quite a difficult one actually. I think you'd, I'd have to go Iorfa, Doherty, Williamson, House, mm. Sayson, Price, Edwards, Cosby, Cavalero, and I'd probably say Dicko. Yeah, because there's Just no the point, pace, the pace there's no point the, hitting it up in the air because however bad they are, they're going to. That's gonna, all they've got. That's yeah. all they've got. They're big, strong at the, at the back. Well, they're not that strong, but <laughs> there's no point doing that. You've got to be mm. a bit intricate with it and. What I said about Williamson, thinking about Brentford, is it worth Stearman? When Stearman played with House yeah. at Liverpool, they were they were in immense together as well. Yeah. And I do agree with that. Like, you're almost Brentford's thinking, a massive game. yeah, you yeah. almost think save Williamson for Brentford on Tuesday, put Stearman in for um mm. for Saturday. But we all know that Danny Bath's not going to move yeah, the team again there. Yeah. <laughs> but although he's dropped him once, I was going to say, I... but he's kept a clean sheet now, so he's got that. Yeah. Like, it's almost like the, uh, the sample the scored against the obvious situation. Yeah. I think the only change I'd potentially make is I'd probably put Cody in for Price, chiefly because Cody has got a little bit more of an attacking impetus. And yeah. I'm not saying we need to go 4 4 2 or anything like that, but we're against the worst team in the league at home. We need to have some level of attacking output. You know, I'm not saying you know we can be, you can be attacking without two up front. But there's no point playing sort of two very much sitting midfielders who are who are just going to hug the halfway line. I think that's why I'd be tempted to well not tempted I would have um, Doherty at left back because mm-hmm. he goes forward. Yeah. I offer at right back because he goes forward. Then you got Costa Cavallero, who are excellent forward <laughs> record signings. Yeah, you could almost play without. A st- we could play David Edwards as a false nine. Yeah, and so um, <laughs> uh, I mean that's for play Cody at number ten. Yeah, <laughs> it's Rotherham. Mm. It's Rotherham at home who if are you, awful. If you, if you use David Edwards on a football manager, you put him as a shadow striker. <laughs> job. Immense. There's late runs into the box every time he's on the end of it. Yeah. Just yeah. Predictions for Saturday, then, guys. <laughs> I'm going to say a very. It's going to be a repeat of Wigan. And we're gonna. I think Rotherham will get. We'll give away two very sloppy goals, and then we'll work our balls off to get off one back, and it'll just turn toxic afterwards. I'm gonna say two on Rotherham. I think that, that, that's 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 what good. He's painted for pictures. Yeah. That's, that's what, what I like about gut it. Gut instinct and fear. Yeah. <laughs> that's so so bad that. I think that's even what your memoirs are called. Yeah. Even <laughs> we. <and> fear. <laughs> even we. Should be able to get at least two against uh, it's two nil just because it has to be. It, it just I'm, I can't believe this is our biggest game. Of the season. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I said to you at the start of the season, right? That's the one game around this time as well. Oh, be like, biggest game. You think when we signed, like, we've just signed Costa and Ke- well, we've just had Cavalero seven million. 
think, oh, it's got to be like Brighton, hasn't it? Like Brighton at home. <laughs> when we've got Brighton, it's got to be that. Like, Rotherham at home. I'm going to go for 3-1 Wolves, with it being one of those where we go 2-1 up, and it's going to get awfully scrappy <laughs> for that last sort of 10 minutes. People are going to start to panic, and then we get one on the breakaway, and we're like, what's there to worry sort of about? Like the game and, yeah. yeah. That's what I'm... That's what I'm pinning my hopes on, but it's. I don't think it's going to be an enjoyable game Saturday. Do you? No. It's not good. I'm not looking forward to it at all. The only thing I've been looking forward to is I've got a 60th birthday party on Saturday night. So it's Stephen. Happy birthday, Steve Willis, who's an Albion fan. So okay. if this goes badly, badly wrong, I can't even take the piss out of him. I yeah. can't respond because it's his birthday. Oh no! Before we end the show. Let's just cover Twitter corner. I'm, I'm just going to quickly move on. Um, first one from Average Yam Yam. Best weather spoons in Britain. Oh, the one in Colchester. That's a very good one. So it's an old theatre, and basically all the tables are on on the stage, and then oh, the right. seats at the top, they've still kept them there. They've got like mannequins and dolls and everything. There's one like that in Bury as well. Yeah. Um, I think it's... Oh, it's, a, it's the same it's Lloyd the picture house in Bury yeah. by the bus station that's the same they've got yeah. all mannequins at the top yeah. um, I think Cardiff's quite nice that's an old theatre as well yeah although round here Blockswitch the showman mm. that place is superb it's in Blockswitch which is a bad thing I forgot you were for Witherspoons didn't you we said this last night we were talking about the new Witherspoon table app oh, yeah. oh yeah I've heard of that yeah, yeah only on iPhone though Android don't work yet yeah, you have to. You can order your beer and food at your table, and you get priority other people at the bar. I'm not sure if I like that. I mean, I'm not particularly fussed about human interaction, but at least a little minimal amount. It's almost it's almost so bourgeois that for people who spent an extra five to sit in a cage last night. Yeah, fair, fair. No need, people. No need. No need for it. <laughs> I'll say box which went here. Um, Berry, because that one that was really nice. Yeah. Berry, you're going Colchester. Yeah, one in Norwich is quite nice as well. Which one? The one in, the, in that kind of that one with the stairs, no complex. Yeah, place, that's yeah. that's all right. It's good I like the one on. I mean, it's more location-wise, but it was a nice one on Cardiff Bay. Yeah, um, that's quite, I've been told. Yeah, yeah that's quite nice. well, it's, it's just on the bay, so it's quite good. Um, next one. Ooh, it's a good one. Uh, Andy Johnson. Now Arsenal have taken our European record for heaviest aggregate defeat. What record are we most likely to lose next? <laughs> <laughs> what have we got? Well, we can't. Um, the only one we need to keep forever is the four league group. Yeah, I was going to say, who's going to top us? No one can ever beat that again. What, like we've won every single league? Yeah. I think mean, no one can do that. Well, we're the first, so that, that's forever yeah. ours. Um, don't know what else. I don't think anybody else is going to yeah. close, are they? No. Because nobody else is going to win the Premier League again. Really. <laughs> In the next God knows how many years. Well, oh, hang on, Leicester? Oh, no. Leicester won League One, didn't they? they yeah. Won mm. Championship. But were they, I don't think they would have been. How old, they're older, Leicester? About our age. But I don't think they've ever won. I don't think they've ever dropped to the fourth division. Mm. No. So, yeah, we're safe. And we've won the Johnson's Paint Trophy and the FA Cup and League Cup, haven't we? Yeah. And the Community Shield. So we've pretty much won everything. Mm. Yeah, and I think we, our records are our records. No, yeah. They can't take <laughs> any more from us. And they're a shit. Um, next one we've got is from Fancasty and Rob Fletcher. What dinosaur would you be and why? Oh. You know what? I should I have probably to... given a bit of actual time for this one because I can feel it's going right. Okay. I watched um, Jurassic Park 3D a couple of weeks ago because mm. I, ne- I ne- when it came out in 3D remastered a couple of years ago in the cinemas, 
I was ill and I, my brother went and it was limited release for it, so I never got a chance to watch it. Mm. It's like watching it for the first time all over again. It's incredible. But so we watched The Lost World last week. Yeah. I always got quite partial for a Stegosaurus. Stegosaurus, yeah. I was I liked Stegosaurus growing up. They're harmless, but they've got that tail. Yeah. It's, That's a dangerous t- yeah. it's like the mohawk. Yeah. It's almost like a punk, d- punk when, dinosaur. Yeah, because I remember when I was growing up, and this probably kind of dates me quite well, is that the mohawk was in fashion at that <laughs> point. So actually, there's like a dinosaur that resembles that. So I was like, you know what? Yeah, yeah. I can get on board with that. You know that no one likes that <laughs> spitty thing. No. No, of course they don't. Well, that, that, apparently that's not even real. It, it, the things around the, there was just flappy skin. And it did come up, but it didn't spit anything. So mm. it was, you could say that was InGen's fault. But what are we, your turn. <laughs> What's that massive, the massive one, the herbivore? Oh, Ron to Brachiosaurus. Yeah. yeah, that one. One with the long neck? Yeah. yeah. That Why? That's the okay. one. <laughs> Just because it's a reply to this one, Drew Gentry's answer for this was, we all know that it would be a Velcostoraptora. <laughs> I can't, it, it just about works, wrote down. Velcostoraptor. Yeah. Um, Drew's actually also gone for, and you know, considering the show's gone for an hour and ten now, we, ha- we had the money, the talent, and the promising, but now we're relegation scrap. Did we overestimate our skill or underestimate our foe? Then um, we underestimated the fact that we'd have Paul Lambert in charge. <laughs> I think, I think, I don't think either's true, really. I think we had the players to be comfortably in the table around January, and it's all gone mm. badly wrong since I think then. Nobody expected anything this season. Yeah, and we thought said, it's a top half. Season. And I think the people getting carried away saying we we're going to win the league we were idiots. Because um, that was never going to happen. Especially the last Newcastle and Brighton. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it was always going to be a building season. They, they they always said that themselves when they came out, took over and said, "Yeah, we we've got we're here for the long term. We want to get there as soon as possible." But we know what it is. You gonna think mid table would have been best? It's massive underachievement. That's all it is. The players, are, the players are, the players that we have are good enough for mid table. Mm. A lot of the players are not going to be the table, but a starting eleven is, yeah. and it's the management. That's all it is. No, completely agree. Last one we'll leave it on from uh, WWFC Jake, or from just Jake to his mates. <laughs> um, I never understood why you read it, but not the point. Sorry, mate. Um, if you could sign any previous striker for Wolves during their prime, excluding Ball, who would it be? <sighs> What are the what are the parameters in this for this team now? Yeah, I'm I'm um, thinking in their team that because Dean Sturridge is a good one. Oh. Actually, you you need a Blake next to him, don't you? We don't oh, have that. Got all night. Sick blood. Boy, what's that? Adiakin boy, because yeah. he's such a, um, he was just a massive um, presence. Yeah, he's so, he so so pestilential, or he was just so in the way. <laughs> Pestilential, it's that word of the week. I, think well, I, I don't know where that's come from. I don't, I don't know either. That's what I've <laughs> well, he, he was everywhere. Mm. You know, he was everywhere. He was, he was like a, he was a battering ram. Yeah. He scored 16 goals that year. Mm. And then he was sold, we, we sold him and made a profit. 
But that year, he was he was unplayable. Yeah, yeah. He couldn't. He, he had no real talent, but he could score. That's all in this team. Adiaki Boy that year would be superb. Yeah, I think he's sort of, sort of player we could do with. I'll give you that. I wouldn't say that. Yeah, he's my favourite when I was growing up. Yeah, right. A force. Michael Branch. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, that's probably. Well, like, Oh, Do you remember that one? Yeah. I think that was that. Everyone is. Unless anyone ever. On a rocky road. <laughs> probably yeah. should have a podcast on that note, I reckon, shouldn't we? We were talking about the nose candy and his arrests. Yeah. Probably should. <laughs> um, Brentford. Brentford. Tuesday. Yeah, we've got Brentford Tuesday, haven't we? I was hoping we were just going to bypass it. Yeah, yeah. Might, win, yeah. might lose. Yeah, yeah, we might win, might lose. No walls. Probably lose. Probably lose, but. You guys will be there, I guess. <laughs> so, yeah. well, are you in the hardcore, you in the seats. No, I'm standing. Yeah. <laughs> I, had, I had seats because I was going with my uncle. Um, mm. and he could barely walk. Um, so I said, I'll go up then. But he's a funeral mm. now, so I'm going to come and slow me downstairs. With riffraff. Yeah. With her slow. Away, boys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, her, that doesn't catch up. Yeah. Okay. So I think that's the end of this week's show. Uh, we've been we've only been recording for now fourteen. It's fine. It's fine. Um, so it's goodbye from I don't know which one I'll go for first. Stu. Yeah. And it's goodbye from Alex. Goodbye. And it's goodbye from me. Goodbye. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.